You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us on a very special episode of the Enneagram and Marriage Pod. We are talking today on this short episode about the three subtypes of type five in marriage. Hopefully this episode is helpful to you whether you're a five with a five or just want to know more about five because perhaps you have, if you know more about Enneagram, you might say I have an arrow or a wing to five. So I'm curious. Or how about this? I'm not in my five space often enough. I want to do this more. So that way you guys can all learn together. And of course, make sure you jump into our deep dives, which are at Enneagramandmarriage.com if you need more or previous podcast from the vault here. Okay, we've got so much for you on five, but today we have this mini discourse on the three subtypes of five. So I'm just going to remind you guys all that fives are very good at observing and they're very good at researching. They really enjoy this. It makes them feel safe. It makes them feel like they're increasing their knowing, and it helps to lead them away from that experience of being inadequate. And sometimes they can even do this to the point of hoarding in the world and hoarding resources and emotions from their families. So one of the biggest things we want for fives is to learn expansion, to learn that sometimes it is truly true that it is more blessed to give than receive, and we often have a synergy that comes with that giving. So those are some big key points for you to learn if you're a five. But the smaller takeaways from today, which are going to be nuanced, but could be just as important, if not more important, are for these self-preserving fives, the social fives, and the sexual fives. And those are the three instincts that are often lying so deep beneath the surface that they're just instinctual to us. And that's why they're called the instincts. But we also want to make a quick note that every single person has all of the instincts. It's just some of us have a favoring. So I'm going to talk about not just the basic self-preserving social and sexual instincts because you can get those on other podcasts of ours but how they look on five because when you start to get into the nitty-gritty details of each type you see they do look a little bit different so in general the subtype of the five that is called the self-preserving often looks very kind of like inward and they call it castle with the bee chestnut group and i think that cp enneagram does a great job if you ever want to check out their whole topic on subtypes. They have whole books on that. But what I like to use as an Enneagram marriage relationship descriptor is boundaries. And I think that because they know they have that avarice or greed, they're like, I need the boundaries. I need the walls up. And I think what I like the term boundaries is instead of it feeling like there is no way in, it's a healthy five that's leaning into self-preserving is very aware of boundaries, but is also willing to open up the boundaries at various times and really find a routine that allows them to regularly open up to not only work as needed and survival, but also to family. 
also to emotions. Perhaps they get a feelings wheel and say, I'm willing to start pointing out some of the feelings or even starting to identify some. Perhaps I'm willing to visit a marriage helper from time to time so that we can really discover even more about ourselves. And perhaps I'm willing to lean out a bit more than in and find that it's a fence, not a wall. And so I can open that sometimes a little bit more than I used to. And so this five usually likes to stay home more, but I want to let spouses know this five also doesn't mind often if you stay home and they appreciate that and they appreciate you learning with them and talking with them about what they're learning because this feels like a safer place to them. And yes, it's wonderful for you to encourage them and we hope that it's a bringing, not a dragging, but it's it's really nice when you can come in and lean in with them and just come alongside like Faith mentioned on one of my podcasts when you probably got a chance to hear Tim and Faith Stevens. They did a great job as a 2-5 couple to say, she said, yeah, he's in his head and I find a way in there. I find a way to find what he's thinking about and I get in and we enjoy more together. And so it isn't just reading or survival planning. It's hanging out together, talking about those things together. And then of course, this five needs to remember to do the same thing with their person because they are not always expressive, but they're often extremely good thinkers and helpers. So when they can relationally relate with their helping, that's a beautiful place. And their partner has to choose to realize, let me see the ways they are loving me versus fantasizing and frustrating myself over only the ways they aren't. Because we're not going to be able to fully change a spouse just because they're not like us. That's so important for us to remember. Now, the social five, often called totem, our relationship descriptor is called mastery. And I almost want to call the five mystery, but I'm going to save that for the last one in a minute. But this five loves to master topics and really enjoys being social in groups. Sometimes these groups don't always know each other. So in a marriage, it's so good to be able to say to your partner, here's all the groups I'm in. Keep them aware and informed of who you're checking in with on a regular basis so they don't feel left out of who you know. And this goes back to John Gottman's love map exercise. And I think John Gottman's probably a five. He's a very research-oriented, number one marriage researcher out there. If you haven't checked him out, make sure you do. Such a wealth of information. But he really likes for us as spouses, and I agree, to know who the people are in each other's worlds and to ask a lot of questions. So if you're the spouse of this five, make sure you're leaning in, attending things, visiting online forums with them, sometimes, not always, but aware of the possibility for escape here in terms of these little pockets. And you really want to help this vibe to integrate to say like, you don't have to hide everything. Yes, there may be more energy if you don't share every little bit about the other groups with the others. But like I said, the synergy is a good thing and making sure that your life has connection pieces and connection points versus just this scattered seven-ish life of I've got a million things in the unhealthy seven way going and none of it relates and I'm wasting time and I'm not really devoting time to my family because of all of my connections, even if it's introverted groups. So make sure you're looking at your time judiciously and saving enough for your spouse. And then the spouse needs to make sure that they're leaning into these spaces. Also, remember this five needs to really focus in on the thirst for information will never end. So each day, hopefully getting a routine going to where you're like, okay, I only am giving myself X amount of time a day for research. And just like I would say to a nine, an hour to two a day for you to get in comfort, I would say the same to a five. An hour or two a day for research is enough. 
you will still out-research most people on the planet. Some will do more, of course. Some will give everything to it. I know my brother who has a strong five wing once told me, the only way this person could have this high of a chess score is if they dedicate all their life to it. And I'm not willing to do that. And I thought that was a really mature space for him. And he's a wonderful father. So it's important that you really do take a good look at how much you're giving and how much you're balancing. You did decide to be with somebody. And we do know relationships help. So if you like research, do know that you probably made a good choice to be with other people. But still, it does come at a cost of having to shut down some of the uh, mastery and just know you are smart enough and you have plenty to give even when you're resting or with your people and especially your person. Okay. Now the sexual five called confidence in the B chestnut literature, I call longing as the ENM relationship descriptor and also mystery because this five really does want to find the mysteries out about the rest of the human population, but especially the person or people who intrigue them the most. So sometimes they can even struggle so much with the fears of inadequacy that they can actually say, I'm going to find my worth through many different people liking me or somebody else outside of my spouse or partner, or I'm not going to choose a spouse or partner. I'm going to hop from relationship to relationship, or I'm going to have policy polyamory. And this is sort of a bypass of doing your own work, your own self-esteem, your own confidence work. And it's extra important that this five make sure that they are spending time spiritually with God and also spiritually, even if they're often fives are dealing with a lot of dark nights of the solar nihilism. So just spiritually with themselves, if they're not somebody who has a faith life, but really just taking some time out to give themselves grace and work on against the self-shaming that can happen and really remind themselves that they have a lot to give and to offer and everybody does and they're not better or worse than anybody and that that's the same for their partner or spouse and try to find the good about their partner and spouse also try to find the mystery in their partner and spouse and take on a mystery together because we have that eros creative gem that Jay Stringer talks very well about when he talks about sexual addiction. And we have to remember that we don't have to lean in fully to that as the one space in life which can fulfill us in the bedroom only or in a flirtatious realm only. It's more, okay, I have all this burst of creativity. How can my partner and I, who's my spouse if you're married, really find this together? And that's going to take some coming away from other people who could be feeling that but when, it, when you do that, it's a beautiful thing because you start to really work out your own relationship issues that you're ignoring and saying, oh, that's fine because I have this other person. And you start to get closer and it's a deeper bond. And now all of a sudden you also have a lot of connections with them and you guys are discovering things together. And all of a sudden there's interest and intrigue in the world again, and you're not so bored or lonely or looking around for another perfect partner. So that's a tip for sexual fives is no one is perfect, but everyone has the potential to be interesting. So find that interesting space in one another and stay right there. I know you won't regret it. I hope this podcast has really helped you to continue to think well, but also to sit with yourself more, to give yourself more grace, to give a little bit more faith in terms of just trusting the process process that there will be enough. And of course, you know, I'm going to say this is a self-pressed type. Do rest as needed. That's always part of the equation. It's just not the whole equation. So have a great day. Get in touch with our deep dives or us even better. If you need more help, we love to help you love living life intentionally with you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. 
I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as EnneagramAndMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.